as we gather on this Christmas Eve. Let us feel God's Spirit drawing us together in this time as we celebrate the birth of Jesus and the promise that all creation is being renewed. Friends, let us join in prayer as we light our Advent candles. Let us pray. Emmanuel, God with us, interrupt and open our eyes to the wonder of this night, that we might catch a glimpse of your glory in the simplicity of these moments. May your light shine. Emmanuel, God with us, interrupt and soften our hearts to the message of this hour that we might turn towards you and have the way prepared in us for your coming. May your light shine. Emmanuel, God with us, interrupt and open our minds to truly listen to all who speak and sing this evening, that we might hear your voice cry out from many lips. May your light shine. Emmanuel, God with us, Interrupt and fill our spirits with courage, with the courage to admit when we are lost, and the insight to recognize that we have been found. May your light shine. Emmanuel, God with us, with eyes open, hearts softened, minds listening, and spirits full, we rejoice that you interrupt what we have in mind in order to bring into being something more than we dare imagine. May your light shine. Amen. Friends, Merry Christmas. Welcome to this year's Christmas Eve worship service from Grace United Church here in Hanover, Ontario. For those of you who do not know who I am, I am the Reverend McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister here at Grace United. And if you're joining us, from another church or joining us for the first time today. On behalf of the whole congregation, I welcome you and thank you for sharing in this holy time with us. A special thank you to our music director, Wilda Wilson, for arranging and organizing all of the music for tonight's service, and to Adam Olivero for his technological gifts that have allowed us to put the service together and offer it in this way. 
We give thanks to God for all who are reading scripture tonight and all who are sharing their gifts of music. We give thanks to God for each one of you who's sharing together in this time. This Christmas is different, and there's no doubt about it. Many of us have had to shift our plans, put traditions on hold, and search out new ways to connect with family and friends, to celebrate the season, even to worship. Right now, instead of gathering in the sanctuary, we are gathering in our homes. Instead of being together in person, we are joined together through technology. As I was thinking about this year's Christmas service, I realized that for the first time in my memory, this will be a Christmas that I will not be in a sanctuary on Christmas Eve. To be in the sanctuary on Christmas Eve, to hear the words of Holy Scripture read, to join in song, and to be held in the warm glow of candlelight is something special and holy. And like many of you, I'm really missing that this year. It makes me think of a story, a story that's told in my home. In my home, there is an old, old, older nativity set that my wife Jessica grew up with. Each year, as we set up that nativity scene, Jessica shares with me one of her favorite Christmas Eve memories. Like my family, Jessica's family went to church regularly and Christmas Eve worship was always an important part of their family's tradition and their family's faith. However, one year, Jessica's sister was sick and her family couldn't go to the Christmas Eve service at their church. That year was going to be different. As they sat at home, missing the holy feeling of being in their sanctuary on Christmas Eve, missing their friends in the congregation, feeling like something was lost. Jessica and her sisters, Julia and Laura, got out their family nativity set. They set it up in front of their parents and their grandparents. One of them opened the Bible, and as the Christmas story was read, they acted it out with the nativity pieces. They shared the story of the angel visit to Mary and Joseph and the desperate searching for shelter and a birth among the animals. They told the story of shepherds interrupted by angel choirs and good news being told. They told the epiphany story of magi bringing gifts. That year was different as it was interrupted by illness. Yet that year, they experienced the holiness of Christmas once again. They experienced God blessing them where they were. They experienced the birth of Christ again in their lives. They found comfort, healing, and inspiration. 
that Christmas became one of Jessica's most beloved and memorable Christmas Eve worship services from her childhood. This Christmas is different. For many of us, this Christmas is very different than what we knew or what we hoped for. Yet once more, we gather around the sacred stories of this night. Once more, we share in our prayers. Once more, we share in music and we remember and we are reminded and we're held in the promise that God enters the ordinary places of our lives and reveals them to be sanctuaries made holy by God's presence. We are reminded that Christ is born anew right here and right now, and that hope, peace, joy, and love is renewed. This is good news indeed. Thanks be to God, and Merry Christmas. The scripture is taken from Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child is conceived in her from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from his, our sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him to do, and he took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. The reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, 
since I am a virgin. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The reading is from Luke 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while, while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The story continues as told in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Friends, let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, you are made known to us in the potential and fragility of a newborn baby in the awe and wonder of the universe, in the silent nights 
and in the restless yearning. Open us to your presence. In the midst of a year filled with so much, a global pandemic that has brought so much change and the hope for a healing yet to come. Radical inequality that has led to death, discrimination and injustice, and a movement of social change and renewal. Natural disasters that remind us of our impact on the rest of creation and the vision to see a new way of being. We call to you in longing and hope. We offer our prayers this Christmas for all who are lonely, for all who have had to set aside traditions and plans in order to care for themselves and one another, for all who find this holiday difficult. May your love and our compassion wrap around them, bringing comfort and strength. We pray for all who are working to lift up hope in the midst of struggle, for all who work in health care and home care, for all who work in education, for all who work in the front lines of life, for those whose work keeps them away from family this holiday. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health and have guided us over these many months. May they feel your love and our compassion. Give them strength and comfort. We pray for all who are ill, all who are in hospital, all who are self-isolating. May your love and our compassion wrap around them, bringing comfort and strength. We pray for all who are lifting up the banner of hope, for all whose prophetic voice calls us to new ways of being, for all who are inspiring us to live more just and caring lives, may your love and our compassion wrap around them, bringing comfort and strength. In silence, we offer our individual prayers to you now. We join these prayers with the prayers of all creation, that sing your glory this Christmas and always. Amen. Friends, as we end this time of worship, may the holy story of Christ's birth fill our lives, and may we go out like those shepherds, sharing the good news in our words and in our action. May we go filled with God's love, filled with God's hope, knowing that we are part of this sacred story being shared with this world. Friends, go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. And Merry Christmas.